Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. I'm your host, Emily Merrill, and today I am so excited to have my friend, Shoshana Raven. She's a woman's life, business, and leadership coach and the founder of Living Brave. Shoshana, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're giving me life and energy. (laughs) Wednesday afternoon. Is it only Wednesday? I feel like during the holidays, it gets so nebulous. I'm like, I, I, it's Saturday, Sunday. I'm unsure. Yep. It's, it's definitely Wednesday, but it's also a short ish week because everyone's getting ready for the holidays. Yeah. Emails, the emails are becoming sparer and spare, fewer and fewer, which is really, really beautiful to Mm. see a more empty inbox of sorts. It's my biggest, um, my biggest challenge in life is, is inbox traffic control. But Shosh, I love, <laughs> right? I, I love, I love the fact that I had the chance to be on your podcast a few weeks ago, and now to have you, um, a fellow podcaster and host, to be in the hot seat to have the questions asked of you. So before we dive in, can you formally introduce who is the Shoshana? I'm going to put the in front of you, the Shoshana. <laughs> oh. You do, you wear so many hats. So I'd love an intro from you. Oh my gosh, epic. So, you know, I love, we were just talking about names and my name, Shoshana Raven and how that's not the name on my birth certificate. Believe it or not, I was named Shoshana. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was named Shoshana, believe it or not. Um, You know, Kayla and Nicole are my sisters and they just got wild with the middle child (laughs) because, you know, the middle child's already going to come out wild. Um, But really, when I launched my podcast, Living Brave, this was like October 2019, I had, and that feels like 50 years ago. I'm not even going to lie. I truly believe that people always talk about quantum leaps and there's a quantum leap that exists within yourself of like who you become. And I just feel like a totally different person. Like, you know, when you dive into the world of personal development and you run a business for the first time and you're growing a team and you're working with thousands of people. And I'm like, I've actually lived lifetimes. Like you can collapse time and the best kind of time collapse. People often talk about it with money and it's totally available to have a quantum leap in your business with your revenue, but like quantum healing, quantum expansion, like it's, it's really cool. So that moment for me of like taking Shoshana and putting Raven next to it, you know, it was like, I didn't even really think about it that much. I was just, I was going to launch a podcast that had to do with shame slang and breaking <laughs> stigma and telling the truth and talking about taboos because I had a story to share. You know, I quit the corporate world in 2015. I was totally shell of myself, addicted to Adderall, working 60 plus hours a week, tied to a cubicle. I was like, no thanks. If I've got to be poor, then I'd rather be like, have my freedom. And I started freelance writing and I was doing like, I was living a double life. I was like writing for some blogs and I was doing finance writing. And then I was dog walking, yoga teaching, (laughs) side hustling, beer tending. And I then had an experience in my life after like traveling a lot solo and building up this confidence where my whole world was shattered with an HSV diagnosis. And I had a whole lot of shame, had to overcome a whole lot of stigma when it came to STIs, general herpes, you know, say how it is. It's a huge stigma. And I literally felt like my life was over and it 
it shed light on all of these old stories of like about I wasn't enough, like all these unconscious fears and oh my gosh. So for me, my reclamation journey of like owning my deepest shadows and my deepest secrets was like, I could not go on without sharing that. So I had no intention of monetizing anything. I was just like, I'm going to pop if I don't have a creative outlet. And so living brave was my podcast where I put Raven. I was just like, I don't know when I want people to like search me. I want this to be my art. Like when they search for Shauna Raven, I want them to see like the legend, you know, like the human grows alongside the legend, but I want them to see my art. And this is like, so that was kind of the founding. I didn't even know what I was doing, but of the personal brand, Shauna Raven with the living brave movement and mission. And that's really how the podcast started. I had recorded the whole thing and gotten, I, I literally, my eyes were like bleeding. You know, I was like learning how to do garage band and I was recording all the first episodes and right before I was about to launch everything. And I had been sitting on this dream in starter limbo for like a year or two. Um, the night, the day before I go to make space on my computer, I'm so technologically not savvy. So I called Apple to help me make space on the computer. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, you're an angel. I go downstairs. They do an, an operating system update. So I go downstairs to make some oatmeal and I walk back upstairs my computer had crashed so everything you recorded was gone (laughs) yes and I like was crying I was literally like I was on the phone with Apple as I'm driving to Apple in hysterics they get there like there's a four-hour wait so I'm in the back crying they're like we got to get this girl out of the store (laughs) so they like take me to the front they can't like they can't recover anything actually And so I lost it all. I had to redo the whole thing. And I'm honestly so grateful for that because I just checked myself and I was like, you know what? You're not going to publish your first draft. You, you can go bigger, you can do better. And I signed up actually for a women's podcasting, like recording studio. No, it was a podcast recording studio, but the day I signed up, they had a women podcasting night, which was really freaking cool. It was like so aligned, but even investing in that at the time, which was like hundred dollars a month, like I didn't think I was going to make money with my podcast. Like, I didn't think I was going to have a business. It was just a huge moment for me and being like, you know, I get to invest in my dream, like in my creativity and my, and my passion project. Like let's, let's go bigger. Like, like let's elevate this. And so that's kind of where, yeah, this all began. And so long story <laughs> what I do is like, really my work is under the umbrella of, I love being a creative. I love being an entrepreneur And my work is really based on like breaking shame and radical self-expression, unapologetic self-expression. And what's on the other side of that is like true, authentic connection, vulnerable, real leadership, disruptive leadership, and like limitless potential. On the other side of all the baggage, all the fears, there's bravery, you know, walking with your fear, making that a way of life. And so through that, I've you know, had all sorts of things. My podcast, I I do retreats, but mostly I'm focused on my coaching and my mentoring. So I have all different kinds of programs. I have a year long experience where you go through all the programs. I have a mastermind where I work with people super high level. I do private coaching and I really just love to create transformational experiences that people can invest in themselves through, um, in all different areas. And it's been so much fun. So yeah, life, leadership, love, business, <laughs> mentoring. And I love working with other creatives, female, heart-led entrepreneurs. I've grown my business all organically. 
So I work with a lot of people who use storytelling. I, I look at feminine strategy, how we can actually innovate the way that we're marketing, selling and operating our businesses and creating beautiful cultures and places to work and, and amazing client experiences. So it's fun for me to work with other personal brands, but also just working with, you know, the whole human and, and helping people really access their potential. Oh my gosh. Shush, I love, I, I don't think I understood or realized that your podcast was and just started in 2019, which while it was a thousand years ago, it was also three years ago, four years ago. And you've uh-huh. accomplished so much. It was, it was basically like your gateway drug into the coaching world and into so much more potential uh-huh. of what you've created. So when you created this podcast, you finally figured out how to do it. You joined this woman's podcasting night. You pressed play or you pressed launch and publish. And then what happened? Did people just oh my God. find you organically or was it something that like you sent a LinkedIn post and you said, Hey guys, I have HSD, like check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you say that. And for context, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's so funny because everything's relative, right? So it's like, my mentor, I'm like, oh my God, this woman's like, there's thousands of people in the programs and it's a $60 million business, but she's looking at like Tony Robbins, like, oh my God, you know, there's thousands of people. So, you know, it's all relative, but sometimes I'll say like, you know, the growth, growing the community organically, it's not huge. You know, my partner will sometimes look at me. He's been in the online marketing space. Like, he's like, can I screenshot your, how many signups you have? He's like, this doesn't even make sense. Like I have like, you know, we, we just broke 10,000 followers on Instagram, but like, we have this like multi-million dollar business, you know, like it's huge. We just had like our biggest masterclass. We had 800 signups all organically. He's like, can I screenshot this? Like what's happening here? Like it's really built off like heart and soul. And so while some people could look at, oh, those numbers and those amount of people and what I've built as like really big, it's still like not that far off from, you know, where I was or where some people are. Like I, I started and um, I had maybe like less than 2,000 followers on Instagram, all friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, like all friends and family. I was just, I had traveled, so I've met people traveling and podcast, why I think everything has gone so well. And of course I've gone through my own quantum crumbles and I've gotten so <laughs> much coaching and mentoring and I've learned so much. Like I have invested so much in myself, not just in money, but time and energy. Like I've made my whole not like my life is my business, but my values, my, the way, the context of living brave has really held me through huge transitions in my life over the past few years. So it's like investment, you know? Um, but that said, why it did, I think kick off right away. And I didn't start coaching for like six months after I launched my podcast, but why everything moved so well is I don't, I wasn't trying to position myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, truly like, this is my truth. And I'm so passionate about this. Like if this could help one person, it's worth it. Like that's where it was coming from. And so I think like the truth in a world where people are kind of lying a little bit to look a little bit different and you just are like in your raw truth, like you're telling that your truth, the truth, it's so magnetic and also like life changing for people. And I, I I love how you said that, like you were telling your truth. You weren't trying to monetize this. This wasn't a gimmick to get people to invest in you or to hire you and coming from that heart center and being so authentic with your message. 
think is a really good teachable moment for so many business owners out there who operate from a place of money first versus like mission or passion first first absolutely and like it's really interesting in all industries. People like to say things about the coaching industry, but a lot of things in the coaching industry are just like a human thing and not the coaching industry, you know, mm-hmm. where it's really cool. Like it is really cool to reach financial freedom. It is really freaking cool to make a lot of money in your business. And it's just when the pursuit of more is coming from a place of freedom and joy within yourself. Like if you're more like this pursuit of more is our genuine desire that always comes from a space of wholeness. In my life, I had struggled so much with men and with money and with all these things because I was coming from a space of I'm not enough. And I'm coming from a space of a reality distortion field, like not in the good way that Steve Jobs talks about, but in the way of like, I'm in, I'm not like I was thriving, but I didn't feel like I was thriving. And like that kind of, I need to be fixed. Like I could like just because there's more doesn't mean there's lack now. It just means there's always more. And if you're following like, oh, what else can we create? What else can we build? Like, how good could this get from a space of like, and even if I'm 5% of who I'm becoming, that doesn't mean I'm not enough now. It means like, I'm just on a path of like figuring out how great this could get, you know? And I think like that whole reclamation of shame was that journey of, of like, I'm enough. Like, this mm-hmm. is like, I'm enough. And what could freaking be possible? And every step of the way, I've been so mind blown. Does that mean I haven't been tapped into the matrix of like, oh my God, what if like, this isn't what I thought? And like, I didn't have a launch fear, whatever it is. No. But like, I think what happens is that people forget that the more that they set out for, the more impact, like the life force of the universe is desire, like where we would just stay where we are and just be grateful. But there's always like that calling towards something else. And that's always coming from like your values, right? Like more impact, more connection, more depth, more freedom, more joy, and more money gets to be a part of that. Like money gets to be a beautiful part of your life, giving money and receiving money. It gets to just be a really wonderful thing. And I think that like people like to say either you pursue money or like, no, it's not about the pursuit of money, but it's just, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with the pursuit of money. It's just so many people are stuck in a matrix where they have looked at more, like just because there's more money to be made, just because there's more fame to be had, just because I could always be working. That means I can't rest. That means I lose myself in my growth. Mm -hmm. And it's like that. And you forget that you're thriving. Like people who are thriving, like those moments where you're like, you realize, and the truth feels so good in your body because it's true. When you realize you're thriving and you're like, oh my God, like I'm listening to this podcast. Like I live here. Like I've always wanted this. This is a person that's next to me. Like you, like, you're like, I have this freaking baby. Like I have, like, I have amazing friends. Like life is always going to be life. Like I'm thriving, you know? And when you move from that space, the results are also bigger because people feel that, but often people start to spiral. Cause it's like, we're only looking at more money Mm-hmm. And then you're taking actions that aren't really aligned and aren't really moving from the truth within yourself. So the results kind of don't really match that. And then you get even more afraid and you grasp onto the money even more. And it's like, that's never the point. And so what I really love to help people is like connect to what their true definition of wealth is. And then also connect to a long-term vision for themselves because having those like moments where you're like, Oh, okay. I lost myself in the growth. Let me come back home to myself. Or like, 
I'm allowed to have a lower month. Like I've had huge bumps and then cut it in half, you know, like my growth has not looked linear because I'm like, I want to be doing this for many decades. You know, I don't, this isn't just about like how limited this isn't about this month or this year, you know? And I think like to really look at, like I say, growth is a whole person, but like if your pursuit is to create things and attain success and let it be holistic. Mm, I I think that's a, a wonderful reminder for everyone out there that's looking at those months and looking at those numbers and feeling like, oh, I'm a failure. Or I suck. And, and I love that looking ahead at like your worldview or looking at your life view. And truly, Shosh, I think that's one of the hardest things to do is we look so much like a year in advance. Oh, I want a house or I want a baby or I want to be married. But like, how do you find what you want to do in your life? Like, how can you, do you have any tips on people shifting like what their life map would look like? Yeah, well, the first thing that you said made me think of something that's been so helpful for me and like, okay, I get that, but it's so hard because like I want it and like we want to know what happens next, but that control, like when people talk about feminine energy, which I think is very much misunderstood, it's not to get something, you know, it's like not like so that you could attract the man. It's like a self-respecting lifestyle choice where you learn to stop controlling everything and how good it feels to actually be in the passenger seat have nowhere that you're going, know that there's a faster way home and say nothing. Not because you're not powerful. It's just like, oh God, it feels so good to like not need to be like controlling and leading everything all the time and just let like surrender to life a little bit, you know, like that's the most joyful thing. And I think like learning about tapping back into my feminine leadership and energetics is like, you know, shifting my relationship with what we were just talking about is the more like is and the unknown is the void because like when you're tapped into your life force like you love the uncertainty like we literally watch movies because we don't know what's going to happen next and if they told you in the beginning you wouldn't watch the movie like if we we have consciousness and unconscious desires and the truth is on unconscious level we I know I do or else I wouldn't be an entrepreneur I love uncertainty. Like when I am like trusting my intuition, I feel like I'm walking into the void, into the darkness, but I have the light at the end of the tunnel, which is my intuition. My intuition is lighting it up. Like that's what I want. And so I think it's understanding that it's actually a really beautiful way to live is of course we do the things. We do the things that work, that we know work. The more you believe it's going to work, the more it works because your whole energy shifts. But that I don't want to actually know like what's going to happen next all the time. And that's like a feminine, an aspect of your feminine, however you want to look at it, where we always want more, right? Like we're always like the anatomy of it is like your masculine practices. It's like, we want to empty and we want to focus. And that's like your meditation practice. But your feminine is like, I want to be filled by life, like your sensuality, your expression, like I always want more, not on a frequency of lack, but like, there's always more available to me. And so part of that is like the juiciness of, (laughs) we're getting far out there, but like the juiciness of how good it feels to want, like that sexuality to me as well, like to play with, I know I don't need it, but I can play in the theatrics of like, I need you because I know I don't, you know, but like, instead of like to want to like, 
to be like, oh my God, I'm turned on by like what's available to me in life. It doesn't mean I'm not enough. Like I love the longing. I love the not knowing. I'm turned on by my own longing, my own wanting. And like, that's a good feeling. And that I've healed so much like anxious attachment of realizing like I am obviously addicted to this experience of like, (laughs) you know, of like this anxiety. And why don't I just turn this into like, it feels so good to flirt. It feels so good to not know. And the truth is, I know for sure. And this is like when I was single, I know for sure that someday, who knows when I'm going to be waking up every day next to this person who is my partner and I'm going to be in love. And so like, I'm going to enjoy the process of not knowing when that's going to happen. Who's going to like, this Mm -hmm. is so fun. Even in my relationship now, there's always a part of my brain like I wouldn't be with this person if I didn't want to be with them long-term, but it's like, I do, of course. Yeah, I want to be, I, of course I want to get engaged and be married and have babies and all the things. But the truth is that like, it would totally reduce our intimacy and our polarity and like the, the attraction, all of the beauty of the moment right now, if I knew exactly when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, how it was going to play out. It's like, I don't actually want that part of the, the life force, like the, the energy in my life is from on purpose walking mm-hmm. into not knowing so we have to stop wanting to be surprised by life and then also needing to control everything because we're going to have really limited results that way and there's one way to grow a business in a life that's very predictable but it's also the flip side because there's a flip side to everything is that it's boring and so people are bored but then it's predictable and it's like mm-hmm. okay well you want to step into the realm of like anything is possible well you've got to walk into the thing you've never done and that you don't know what's going to happen and like anything could happen well that's really scary well that's the trade off like you know like well i i think you have a really good point too about how the feminine is in terms of like letting go of the control but yet at the same time like what you hear about running a business is that everything has to be systematized and organized and processed and that's pretty masculine in terms of talk so as a business coach and a leadership coach, like what do you, and a life coach, what do you think in terms of someone who is like, oh yes, Shosha, I am fucking out of control right now. Um, I feel out of control. I don't even know where to start to find control, but I want to also like live that feminine lifestyle. How do you, how do you balance both of them? Yeah. Well, what I love is like, I think people misunderstand like, you know, quote being in your feminine as like, I need more structure. I need something outside of me. That's disempowered energy. That's not empowered feminine energy. That's like actually for me a sign. Like the masculine's like hyper controlling, but your feminine like feels like there's some system, some person, somebody who's going to come along and be your knight in shining armor. Yeah. And like actually to be embodied in your feminine energy, you would never say something like I'm too feminine. That doesn't even make <laughs> sense. You know, that's just like you're a hundred percent both things and you just choose what energies to turn on. You would never say I'm too masculine. That's ego. You're judging yourself. Like, you know, you would just, it's like when you are tapped into your creativity to like, to your intuition, to your, your life force, you like the feminine doesn't just lean back and do nothing. This is your ability to have an idea and then act on it, mm-hmm. you know, and like lean into life and that energy in essence, like then the structure comes quite naturally. So even when you asked me before about how do you kind of like figure out what you want and things like that, it was like, it only comes through action. So I'm all about taking action. I'm all about co-creating, you know, life with other people, with the universe, whatever you 
like to say it is. It's like, get in the game, like show that you're game. And one of my mentors says like, either it comes to me easy or I'll have to prove it either way I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, my own hand layer. And I love that she says that because it's like, yeah, either it'll come to me naturally or I'll have to prove it. But either way, I'm game and I'm going to show the, like life that I'm game and I'm both feet in. And so I would say that um, this like I need more structure. I feel all over the place. Like part of the all over the place is like learning how to like actually embodied your your emotions and your energy and yourself versus you need some kind of someone to tell you five steps. It's like, no, you've just got to learn how to trust yourself and learn that your emotions aren't bad and that all artists have a hundred ideas every day. You're not special (laughs) there. And like, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of ideas. There's nothing wrong with not knowing exactly how, you know, because you're never going to know how until you do it. And then a lot of the times you're going to be like, I don't really know how I did that, to be honest. It just happened. So it's like, I was going I was like, go, I went snowboarding quick story. I went snowboarding and I know how to ski. I went snowboarding with my partner and we were in South America this summer. And I tell you, it's so hard. Like <laughs> I have not tried not it. it on anyone. It was horrible. Oh my God. And at one point, like I felt like when I was on my knees, like my heartbreak and like ayahuasca journeys like I felt like that being a beginner snowboarder and I said to Christian like and he one of his businesses he teaches people how to snowboard he's like a pro you know (laughs) oh that's funny so good so I'm looking at him and I'm like defeated and I've got my board in my hand I'm like I just feel like I'm like not getting something like there's just like something that is missing and he's like what would you tell a client right now and I'm like don't you dare coach me right now he's like is it that you don't know how or you just need to get on the board so I can actually coach you I'm like oh my god I'm not missing anything I just need to fucking go for it so if I am doing something wrong you can tell me but like I'm never gonna learn by talking about snowboarding you know like that's just impossible (laughs) I've got it I've got it like I'm not I'm just bad right now I've just got to get better I've just got to work on my skills. I've just got to get in the game. I'm just going to get some tips as I go, but I could try to get all the tips now. I'm going to forget half of them because I'm going to get on the board. And so I would say like, you know, and I have all the courses and all the things for like everything from mindset to building offers, to knowing how to market, to understanding social media, to how to set up sales in a really heart led way to getting visible on social media. But all of that is like, for me, there's an elevated way of teaching it. And I love teaching feminine strategy and authentic business and business strategy. And I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur and a business person, please get yourself business like tools. They're lifelong tools. And I don't care if it doesn't work in four weeks, you shouldn't be operating a business if you don't know how to run a business. If you literally have never been taught sales and you're going to be the salesperson, get taught sales from someone who you like how they run their sales. And so all that's really important. But after that, it's like, it's often along my journey, I've even fallen to the trap because they tell you to market to things outside of people. You know, they're like, they're actually, that's mainstream advice. It's like 1% of people are really ambitious and they'll buy into an improvement offer, but most people aren't. So you have to sell them something outside of themselves. And there's another subsect of people that will buy a new way 
And I think a lot of my stuff is a new way and that attracts people. But like, I also speak for the 1% of people who are like, I don't have to find a problem to get fixed. I don't have to fix myself, find something outside of myself. Like I can do it and I want to do it with support. I want to get the tools. Like I want to, you know, work on like my actual, like you could go get your hair done, a new outfit. But if you're not working on your elating skills and you're not working on how you feel in your body, what the heck are we doing? Nothing's going to change with your dating life, you know? So that's kind of where I focus and where I feel it's like, no, nah, some people don't really want to look at that. <laughs> like, but it must be, what's the backend system you use? I'm like, I was using Google Docs until the other <laughs> business, you know? Well, I think and PayPal. A, yeah, right? Like, I think that's a great, behind the scenes, pulling the curtain out, like you can be a very successful business center and you still are figuring it out as you go. And you are offering something that is so transformational, but like you still have to invest in a coach or a mentor or a systems person that helps you up level your things. And if you had all the answers right now, I tell me one company that you've ever experienced that's like perfect as is that shouldn't change. Yeah. And like, you know, it's okay sometimes when people are like, I'm good. I just want to stay here. But for people like growth, you know, like a context of like growth and constant growth, like I want to bring more of myself to the table. I want to make this better. I want to make this more full. Like then I'm always going to be learning. I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be coming up against adversity. Mm -hmm. And that's, I always celebrate that because that means I'm moving people. And that means I get to grow. I don't know any movie I've watched where there wasn't a challenge that was like an (laughs) integral part of the story. And so, you know, it's more like, I don't need to, like, I've had people say, you know, I made a huge investment in a mastermind. People were like, well, you know, you'll clearly know how to run a business, but it's like, that's missing the point. Like, of course I know how to run a business. Just at this point, it's like, could this help me elevate and expand my skill set and expand my embodiment and, you know, expand my network and, you know, be like an insurance policy on my big dream. Do I need it? Absolutely not. And when I invest out of need, that's why people sometimes don't get the results. It's like, they're handing you their power and it's like, you're never going to be able to do that for them. And so I think there's like some points where it's like you do need a lot of handholding and there's a lot of great like step-by-steps. And then from there, it's like, how can I really trust my own way, my own voice? Like so much of my coaching and the best coaching I've ever gotten is like the people who help me actually ask better questions and not ask so many questions. Cause I'm like, why am I asking this? I feel like I, I'm the artist, you know, like I know what to name it. I know what to price, like, you know, like this, yeah. And I trust that I know that. And that's been like trusting my own artistry and actually being brave enough to be innovative has been really awesome. Oh, I, I love that. And I think that is a really, really good point in investing and investing in yourself too. Um, so I've got a, a thousand questions for you. So I'm trying in my brain to consolidate all of them into less than seven hours. So you have seven hours, right? To, to today. Did I block your calendar for seven hours? It, was it wasn't a glitch. I promise. Uh, I'm going to ask you two final questions before we move into six fast questions, but I'm so it. curious about you as a middle child. I am oh so gosh, fascinated. Who was like, I want to know about little Shosh because grown up Shosh or adult Shosh or whoever you are right now, Shosh is such a magnificent magnetic human being. And 
I you you did mention that you have two siblings who have very ordinary names. Sorry, guys, ordinary names compared to Shoshana. But like, do you think you were always this little budding entrepreneur as as a youngin, or like who was young Shosh compared to who you are now? Yeah, you know when people are like, oh, "I was always an entrepreneur," I'm like, "I wasn't," but I would say. <laughs> Like, I, I really wasn't like, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I remember like even girlfriends, like being like, here's how many people I want in my wedding. I'm like, what? like, I honestly <laughs> am like, uh, I felt like kind of odd that I just didn't know what I wanted to major in. And yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. It was so funny. I didn't like have these big, I love when people come to me and they're like, I know I'm going to be a millionaire and Milton. I'm like, that's amazing. I literally never thought this for myself, but like, I, I, I think as a kid, you know, I've always been really joyful and I also have cultivated that more, like a lot of work on myself. But like, I think that a lot of our lives is like, we become who we were when we were kids in ways and we learn how to raise our inner child like our inner child comes out like for me my inner child has come back out but I've learned how to raise parts of her that like learning you know how to mature like Mm -hmm. learning how to look at the long term learning how to really cultivate an energy of devotion you know which is like commitment and like in in service like truth and love like these are all things I don't know if my little girl was like "Ah, disappointed you know like learning (laughs) helping your little girl, like learn how to be disappointed and like learn how to fail. And like all those things are things that I've done now, but I would say like looking back on who I was, it's like a very flamboyant. I love to dance. I love to like, you know, I would literally, there's home videos of me. And it's crazy because my older sister has a YouTube channel and she was doing the Nicole show as a kid. Like, I don't know the Nicole show. What's that? She was doing her name's Nicole's show. Oh, okay. I was like, is that a show I should know? Is that like Ellen? She had her own show and now she has her own show. But like, it's crazy how you come back to who you were. You know, my little sister, she like is a uh, professor and a biologist and she loved being outside and all Mm -hmm. the home are her little bugs. And I'm like (laughs) dancing on camera and making up languages, you know? And so like playing dress up, I, I, had a long hair down to my butt at tiara like dressing up and so that's been like my expansion this year as well allowing myself to like expand I, I used to be like a hippie backpacker I never got my nails done like you know and then I was like shoot I kind of like want like this purse oh I kind of like want my hair blonde Ooh, like I hate being tied to any and again full Scorpio but like life death rebirth like I am I am not who I present myself to be and not in like an inauthentic way. Just I'm so much more than that. So anytime I say like, that's not me, I wouldn't get that. I'm like, well, more of a reason to do it because I'm not going to be boxed in in my identity. So anyway, yes, I was very much like Lampoint. I love all the people kind of like such a, I, my dad tells me a story when I was sitting in the passenger seat and I didn't say anything for a while. I was just looking out the window. I'm like, Hey dad. It's like, yeah. I love all the people. <laughs> That's so sweet, honey, you know. And then obviously, like society and school and life, it just I was such a shell of myself for a while, so disconnected from my body, so disconnected from my truth. And so I feel that so much of my journey has been a coming back home to this like 
I love all the people, you know, I'm just fully expressed and like just back to, to love and some kind of like, you know, cheeky, mm-hmm. like your little child's like cheeky and flirty and fun. And yeah. And now you play dress up on your Instagram all over again. You, you <laughs> dance on your Instagram instead of a YouTube That's channel. Funny. I think reels, I haven't danced on my reels in a while, but I'm like, oh, these are meant for me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, thank God there's mediums where I'm allowed to do this and I don't have to be like a full-blown celebrity to do it. It happens. Well, so then my final question for you is how can people find out more about Shoshana Raven? Like where where can they go to learn more about your offerings and your programs and your podcast? Holy smokes. Well, I hang out on... Well, Facebook and Instagram, but I'm on Instagram at Shoshana underscore Raven. I like sharing my life there. It's really fun. Like when you really build a community and like, it's like we are actually doing life together. It's really cool. And so I like to hang out on there. Um, on Facebook, I use a bit too, but I also have a, my Living Brave podcast, which is permission itself because it's sporadic and you can literally connect with a three year ago version of me. And then sometimes I'll do a couple episodes. Sometimes you won't hear from me for a while. Um, but I love my podcast. We get really vulnerable there. And then we have our living brave Facebook community and that's a really cool place to like network. And, um, there are some trainings and, and things like that in there. I have a couple of free trainings. If you, even if you just look on Instagram and you're always welcome to reach out, whether it's me or someone on my team, I typically always see it and just let us know what land today. Um, Emily is amazing. So what I really have to say is like, she does this podcast this is free, you know, like she pours her heart and her freaking soul into it. And if you love her and she impacts you, it takes two seconds to click the five-star rating and give a review. It takes two seconds. And honestly, my life started to change when I started to be the person that I wanted to attract, you know, or like be the energy of what I wanted to call in. And so just pay it forward and share this with someone who, who would really connect with it and tell us that you're listening and what landed with you because when we know what landed with you we know to share it with more people so thank you so much for being here and I'm I can't wait uh, to I, I'm gonna record that just to have at the end of every podcast so <laughs> if I'm not telling you to give the five-star ratings Shosh's voice will be the one <laughs> remind, remind that. please no it's true I think it's it's a great reminder too to also ask for what you want because so, so often we are like, yeah, I, I want someone to like my podcast, but we don't ask people or we don't promote our podcast. Hell, Shosh, I was on my website the other day with my team and I was like, we don't even mention the name of the podcast anywhere on my website. Like it mm-hmm. links to the, the the podcast on Spotify and all that, but like it didn't say, it just said, listen to the podcast. Like everyone and their mom was supposed to know what the fuck the name was of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so funny. It's a good lesson in like making assumptions that everyone knows and thinks that, you know, you assume that everyone knows what you're doing, but in reality, unless you call it out, they really don't. You have to be mm-hmm. a little clearer in communication and in writing styles. Um, well, Shosh, I've got six fast questions for you. We'll get it in quickly and intentionally. Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm so ready. Okay. My first question is tell us an unknown fact about Shoshana Raven. Oh, oh, and we, ah! <laughs> I know. Another <laughs> fact is, oh my gosh, 
what's like a freaky fact about me? Oh, I wear ma- mismatched socks. I don't know if that's on un- if that's unknown. <laughs> that's a lot about me that I mean sometimes when I have help in my laundry and stuff then I'm like oh no they're matched but if I've been <laughs> at it for long enough they're mismatched I think this is the problem with people I don't want to say oversharing, but sharing a lot of their lives on social media a lot of the fun facts are now known by a lot of people <laughs> in a different capacity uh who would be a dream person to be connected with and it can be a, like a person not an archetype of a person Oh my gosh. I feel like I want to hang out with Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Okay, I could see you guys on doing a podcast together. Have you pitched yeah. her yet? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know that would be awesome. No, but seriously, pitch her. I feel like that would be a no-brainer. Pitch Brene Brown. Oh, that's right, guys. I love you. Yeah. That's her yes. homework after this. Have, have okay. your team reach out to her. Invite her to your podcast. Yes. Ooh, and then you can just shout me out in the podcast. Um, <laughs> what show are you currently watching? That's funny. I don't freaking watch shows. <laughs> okay. What movie are you, have you watched recently? Oh my God. I just watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, it's my favorite movie in that soundtrack. What's mm-hmm. fun. Oh, I love that soundtrack. I really, I, the last show series, like two years ago, I watched Game of Thrones. I know. I loved it. I want to watch Game of Thrones again. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you can. But, um, I did that. So total, uh, just, yeah, mainstream. Um, but I, I love, I actually, I love it. Like, but I love to make it like a, a luxury, not something I'm in the habit of, you know, it's like, Ooh, are you gonna have a movie night? And then sometimes it takes us three nights or four nights to watch a single movie. Like you just kind of watch like 30 minutes and we're like, okay, we'll go to bed. And then like a week later, you know, and it's kind of a fun way to do it. And it makes it like a treat. Yeah, that is nice. I, I won't tell you how much television I watch. So we'll skip that question. Um, what, what book are you currently reading or have you read recently that you think everyone should read? Mm, um, oh, yeah, I just read I just read Unbound. I really liked it. Um, it's really good. It's about power. OK, I'll, I'll look up book. Unbound book is, is by Tarana Burke. I believe my, so. My story of liberation and the birth yes. of the Me, Me Too movement. Oh, or a woman's guide to power. Unbound a woman's guide to power. Unbound a woman's guide to power. Okay. <laughs> two, and two then I, I also I I love the book Existential Kink. I just read it before that. So good. Okay. Oh I have so many books that I love. Okay. These are those fun are questions. those are great ones to add. Okay, so I'll add those to the the reading list. Love, love, love. And what is your favorite or most used emoji? Orange heart. Orange heart. Do you see Shosha ask the hard hitting questions? This is like Dateline or or CNN or something like that. Um, And then my final question for you is who gave you permission or inspired you to do the thing you wanted to do with your life? Oh my gosh, you know, long story I'm like (laughs) but my dad is my bestie and really my uncle Dwight who passed when I was a teenager I was never really close to them in his living body um but he inspired me so much through his writing and him and my dad had a really beautiful you know connection and so I felt so inspired by his words by his writing 
And he, I felt like he's really been a big part of my journey. Um, mm. And I have a whole episode with my dad where we talk about my, my uncle and kind of the story of my uncle's emergence in my life after his death. But yeah, those are, oh, those are that answer. That's a, that's a wonderful answer. And I love that, that you were able to get close with him following his death or, or inspired yeah. by him in a, in a greater way. Never know how. Well, Shosh, thank you so much for being a guest on today's episode of the Six Degree Podcast. It was so fun telling, having you on the hot seat. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And you heard the girl earlier. If you liked today's episode, give us five stars, share with a friend, leave us a comment, and we will see you the next time on the Six Degree with Emily Merrill. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.